Welcome to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and board-certified hypnotherapist that is here to help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Now, here is your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to Your Therapy Doctor. I am your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Thank you for listening in today. Coming back, remember to subscribe. Follow us on social media. We are continuing to set the stage for claiming and reclaiming your mental health every day, creating positive awareness through information, education, and resources. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to be discussing the process of therapy. If you, if this is your first time joining your therapy doctor, I encourage you to listen to the first part and second part of this three-part series and also future segments. We're here every Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific time and 12 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen on your favorite podcast station, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify to catch up. I am at the best part of my day. Now the real reason you are listening, the process of therapy. There are so many qualified therapists to choose from. However, you're going for a specific reason, specific reason for therapy. And I want you to be able to make the best decision for you. I want you to also be empowered and know what it feels like to get to the stage of making that appointment, talking to your therapist for the first time. Competence, a sense of connection, and a professional scope of practice. Those are three areas to identify the right therapist. Competence, meaning they know what they're doing. A sense of connection. You feel good about going, disclosing your information. And also a professional scope of practice. What your therapist is licensed and certified to do. There are three areas. And I hope that you take out your journal, get to writing, and take notes on the things that will help you. Because these three components, they let you know that you're in the right place with the right person to help you on your journey. Before we explore how, let me set the stage and recap for you. Because the first session is is most often therapeutic disclosure and a review of intake information, okay? They're going to tell you about their practice, and they want to learn some information from you. This is an extremely important part of the process. Why? Because therapists need to gather as much information about you and your goal for therapy as possible. Remember, in our first two segments together, we discuss claiming and reclaiming mental health and its three components, establishing what is mental health, what is mental health hygiene, and what is mental illness. Then in segment two, we discuss how to prepare for therapy. 
Things such as you doing some reflection of your concerns and your needs, establishing one to three goals for therapy, and resources for researching and searching for a therapist near you. All that rich, important pre-work, it's going to pay off when you actually start the process of therapy. That is today's segment. You will be empowered, knowledgeable, and more secure in starting this process because of the information you will receive today. This is actually the part I love. I love teaching individuals and families and groups about mental health and getting to therapy. When you know more, we as human beings, it puts us in a better emotional state to move forward with confidence. And I want that for each of you to move forward with taking care of your mental health with confidence. Whether it's for you, a family member, friend, or group, so welcome to the couch. Let's get to it. Today, when you talk about your, the process, you've found your therapist, you've set the appointment, and now you're ready for your first, your first visit. The first session is a time for you and your therapist to get to know each other and get an idea of how to process and how to proceed with the concerns and goals that you want to explore. Remember, this process is about you, your growth, your healing. And so the first session in therapy land is <laughs> called an intake appointment. The essential goal of this appointment for every therapist is not only for the therapist to collect information about you, but also what you're looking to work on. It's also for you to see if the therapist is a good fit and a good feel for you. How do you feel about your choice? Is this the right person? Do I feel a connection? Do I feel comfortable? Here's the thing about the first session. You must give this part of the process a grounded effort. I mean, don't go to your first session and decide it's not a good fit because, you know, there's no snacks. There's the environment is too calm or it's virtual and you'd rather be in person. This part of you actually stepping into a therapist's office, or even setting up a virtual appointment, it can be so emotionally overwhelming. So this is what I usually tell my, my clients and my patients. Give this process, the initial process, at least three to five visits. Why? So you can get into a real comfort, a real routine, a groove per se, with your therapist and establish that rapport. You're strangers at this point, getting to know one another for the purpose of helping you reach your most vulnerable state of growth. Whether it's because of trauma, 
challenges in a daily living, work, exp work experiences, even marital issues or family issues. This is an emotionally charged state, whether you're aware of it or not. And you deserve to give yourself the permission you need to take extra care of yourself at this point in your process for seeking therapy. Tell yourself it's okay. You don't get to know someone in your first visit and you need to take that time so that you meet your goals. You have to disclose your goals, personal information, and any concerns. The therapist at this point in the intake will let you know the ethics and legalities of therapy. When I go over this part with my patients and my clients, they're like, legalities? Yes, there are ethics and legalities. <laughs> this means that the therapist will disclose you their scope of practice. I am a licensed clinical professional therapist. I am also a board certified hypnotherapist. I also practice EMDR, CBT, DBT. Those are professional growth scopes of practice. And therapists go through several licensures and certifications. You have to figure out what's best for you to fit your needs. And any therapist will be able to help you along that route. Not only do they tell you their scope of practice, but the policies, the procedures, and the protocols they have for entering therapy. This is so important for you because you want to know who is going to be helping you through the vulnerable growth process to be competent and skilled at what they do. You deserve to know that the person helping you will be able to do their job and do it well. Here's my interjection. A therapist is a skilled licensed facilitator for the work you will do to move forward in the best way outlined because of these first few sessions. You get to know your therapist, you get comfortable. And what therapists and physicians alike would love for you to do, complete the paperwork. Most often people dislike even I or even hate filling out paperwork, completing inventories, assessments, disclosing prior information. However, it is important and it is needed because it helps your therapist know where to go and how to best help you. The process of therapy has five general stages. I wanna say general stages because their therapists, they practice differently. The first part we just talked about, building relationships, doing that assessment, setting goals, intervention, and then terminating or termination of therapy. 
those are the forms. That's the structure, the basic counseling structure, regardless of any type of therapeutic form the therapist chooses to practice. When we get back, we're going to take a break. We're going to discuss the first three stages. We're going to talk about relationship building, assessment, and goal setting. I want you to be able to take a moment, get your paper and pencil. If you're listening and you're driving into work or you're having lunch, don't worry. You can always come back and listen in. We'll see you in a moment. And we're going to continue the conversation and bring you right back onto the couch. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about the process of therapy and the general stages of therapy. Remember, there are five. Before we get started, I want to review that. It's relationship building with your therapist, that rapport, assessment, goal setting, intervention, and termination. That's the basic structure of counseling, of therapy. 
Regardless of the type of therapeutic form the therapist chooses to practice, this is basically what you will experience. The first three stages of counseling or therapy, that happens in the first few sessions of the therapeutic process. Remember when I, I was explaining to you that your therapist is going to have paperwork. They're going to have to disclose to you certain things, that intake process. The most important part of the process is intake. Intake because you're getting to know the therapist and the therapies that your counselor uses and this was going to be essential to you getting comfortable and confident in moving forward in the therapeutic process. So that's why I would interject there and say, give that process time so that you get to feel comfortable. And once you and your therapist set a schedule for your first few sessions, filling out the paperwork and assessment, is a part of getting to know and build that rapport. You are in charge of that. You get to tell your therapist whatever they need to know, but also whatever you want them to know. And it's confidential. People forget that it is confidential. When you have a therapist, you're not, it's not like talking to your mom or talking to your auntie or even talking to your father. It's that relationship where you get to, for whatever time, for an hour, for 45 minutes, you get to just unload, to release. And that therapist keeps it for you, works with you. And when you come back, you get to work on your goals, to feel better about whatever those concerns are. No one will know what your discussion is. It's called confidentiality. And that part, every therapist takes extreme care of. Why? Because it's our job. And not only is it our job, it is our ethical responsibility to keep you safe, to keep your information safe. Now, you know there are contingencies for confidentiality, and, and, and you learned this in school. If you are going to harm yourself or harm someone else, or the courts are involved, they may ask you to sign a release. Understand this, sign a release. It's a part of your paperwork. All of that is what you need to know and what you need to empower yourself to say, okay, I'm going to get all of this straight and done so that once I start the intervention process, I'm golden, I'm good, and I'm in the right place. There are a few types of assessments and inventories therapists use. Most common is the intake form. They ask you questions about yourself, about why you're here to therapy, if you've ever been to therapy, 
Have you ever been diagnosed? Your most, the most important part right here includes your honesty and your completion of the forms. These assessments, these inventories, these questions, they're important because they decide the therapies, whether it's CBT, hypnotherapy, whether it is EMDR, whether it's solution-focused. Maybe you just come and you need someone to help you figure something out. I just need for you to help me talk through this and come up with a solution. Therapists do that as well. Whether you're using insurances or paying out of pocket, your, therape your therapeutic services, all therapists will have to do an intake process. They will have to disclose their scope of practice, their policies, their procedures. All therapists will perform some type of intake assessment inventory prior or in most times during your first session, which is the intake session. So you know exactly what you're going to be getting into your first few sessions. Pretty harmless. It can still be emotionally overwhelming. You have it. You got this. You and your therapist will develop a treatment plan or goals, which you will have already done because you did your reflection and you wrote one to three. Or even if you don't even know what you want to work on, but you just feel like you need someone to talk to, your therapist will help you devise a plan for all your concerns and for whatever healing and growth you want to do. Do you see how your pre-work of reflection, journaling, and goal setting will empower you? I truly hope so. I hope so. Because that is what I want for you. I want for you to have all or at least most of the information because I want you to walk into that session with everything that you're carrying, but still feel like you're in control, you're in charge and you can go in and you can be as vulnerable in the most safe and confident and competent way. The day of your session it's here. If you've never been to therapy before, you don't know how you'll feel after a session. Some people feel fine after their therapeutic session and they go back to work or they go back to school or they just, you know, go about their day. While others sometimes, depending on why you're coming to therapy, sometimes you might need to sit with your feelings and and kind of do a reflection after your session. Here's what I share with my clients. And now I'm going to share this with you. 
after your first few sessions, give yourself room to relax, to journal, to reflect, to process with how your first session went. Schedule your first appointment on a, on a day that you have more time. Maybe you're off that day or you have a half day or you're doing your session at a particular time of the day where you can just focus on you. I, I tell them to try to avoid making any definite plans for after therapy the first few times. Just in case you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or needing time to be alone, or, or maybe you want to have someone from your support system to connect with. You may actually feel refreshed after your first few sessions. I get that a lot. You may have more energy, more insight, and more motivation than you did before. After a few sessions, you'll become aware of how you feel after therapy and what you need to do to get yourself in the right frame of thought, feelings, and behavior. So you take time and schedule your sessions accordingly. Prepare yourself for each session. This is where you need to take care of you and make no apologies about it. If you don't take care of you, how can you really tell others what you need and how to take care of you? You're going to be able to do it because we just went through and we're going through the third part. It's also good for you to take some time for yourself before your session, especially if you're feeling nervous about the appointment. I'm a big journaler, and I, I, I tell my patients and clients as well, write down your thoughts, your feelings, and notice how your body is responding. This is called mindfulness. You know, that's the big word that's out, mindfulness. It is simply you being aware of yourself, your entire self, and understanding what you need in the moment. This is a strategy and a skill everyone needs to feel their most authentic self. Know who you are. Know how you feel. Self-awareness is the key to discovering the event, the adventure <laughs> that is you. And it's a good adventure. Being honest and opening up emotionally can cause anxiety, stress, or a real sense of relief. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation, this part of the conversation. Because after your first few sessions, yeah, it's going to be important for you to know how far you want to go with this. And then be able to take those steps with a licensed professional who will help you heal and grow. I I am so excited for you. When we come back, 
we will continue the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Mental health education, awareness, relationships, self-care, mental health therapies, and topics surrounding trauma. Your therapy doctor, hosted by Dr. Pauline Belton, has it all. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and a board-certified hypnotherapist. She will help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Your Therapy Doctor, Mondays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the conversation, continuing to listen to the conversation. This is such good information that I am excited to share with you. We were talking about the first initial intake appointment, your first few appointments with your therapist. You are now empowered, you've reflected, you've journaled, you have your goals, you set aside time for yourself, you are giving yourself permission to take care of you in the moment, you are taking time to prepare for the session, as well as time to just reflect and and be good to you. That's what I always like to say to my clients. Be good to you. And so we talked about the self-awareness, the key to discovering the adventure that is you. You have to be aware of your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior. That's your mental health. Is it healthy? And if it's not healthy, we're talking about how to get you to a place where 
whether you're feeling good about yourself or you just need to talk to someone because life happens. And again, sometimes in the most unconventional way, life has a a way of being extremely disrespectful and without permission. So you need to give yourself permission to do what's best for you. Keep in mind and know and understand that all the pre-work that I'm sharing with you and the actual day and time of your scheduled appointment, that's protected time to a therapist. They have set aside that time and it is only meant for you. Just like your dentist, primary care physician, physical therapy, cardiologist appointments, your mental health care appointments are considered protected time to your therapist and others who are trying to have time with that therapist. So when you schedule, when you make time, look at your calendar, look at your lifestyle. What is going to be the the best time for you? Because that time is what you need to give priority in your initial paperwork, there are cancellation considerations. There are cancellation policies for therapists because guess what? Therapists have a schedule. They have a professional responsibility for all of their clients, for all of their patients. So in that manner, a therapist's office, like a physician's office, like a dentist's office. It's run like a business. There's someone there who is able to take your appointments, to schedule time, to ensure that that therapist is available to you and only you. And you should feel good about that. And you should, dis- you should also treat that as pr- protected time. You know, that's that me time. That's when you get to just be number one. And if something comes up and you can't make your appointment, make sure you give your therapist's office a call. Make sure you know the policy. Some therapist's office... Say you can call within 12 hours, 24 hours, or even 48 hours, depending on the cancellation policy. So that brings us to step four, intervention. All of the rapport building is happening. You finish your assessments and goal setting. And now intervention. This is the duration of therapy. That's where the real work happens. This is where your commitment is vital and crucial to your journey, but also your treatment, those goals that you set. And remember, change takes time. So don't worry if you feel like you haven't made big strides during your first session. You're not not going to. You're not going to be cured as one of my... Clients would say that I'm cured. You are 
growing, you are changing, you're shifting, not only your mindset, but your perception and your perspective. And dare I say, even your expectations will change. But it happens over time. Therapy is an ongoing process. And one session will not solve all of your problems, issues, or concerns. The length of therapy actually varies from person to person. Some people will be in therapy for weeks, months, or even depending on the goals and interventions established, years. And and I say months and years in reference to life happens. You can be working on one goal and you accomplish that goal. You've healed through it. You've worked through it. And something else happens. Loss of a job. Um, loss of a relationship. Uh, loss of a loved one. Grieving. Marital issues. Life happens. And so you can establish a rapport with a therapist and see them for months and then take a break. Then life will happen. And you decide, you know, I need to see my therapist again. I need to find another one because I need to work on this. You're, You're not tied to any one therapist. But it is a good practice for you to find one that fits. If, if that therapist doesn't work for you, if you feel like you need more, talk with the therapist first. I don't feel like I'm getting what I need. These are the goals that I want to work on. However, I don't feel like I'm moving in the right direction. That's what your therapist is there for. Have that conversation. This is your journey. Take charge. Be empowered. However, listen. Listen to the therapist. Have a dialogue. This is not a one-way street. It goes both ways. You are in charge. The therapist is is in charge as a facilitator to help you see what you don't see. And you're there to give the information. This is so important because don't think you're offending your therapist if you're speaking up. They're professionals. They will understand that you're doing what's best for you and your health. And they will support any decision that you make as long as it's a healthy one. Therapists, when you first get there, are going to be able to ask you, they're going to ask you some questions. And here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think clearly about this. Because every therapist is different as their approaches are different. But when I was searching the internet to prepare for this, this segment, I wanted to pull together commonly asked questions. And I even asked my colleagues, like, are these particular questions good for us to share? 
and I got the okay. So here are nine of the questions that a therapist may ask you when they first see you. What brings you to therapy? You already did the work. You did the reflection. You know how to answer that. Have you ever been to therapy or seen a therapist before? What do you consider your top one to three concerns? How does this concern make you feel? What positive changes would you like to see happen? What could make this concern better for you? How can you heal from it? In general, how would you describe your mood and how your life has been impacted by this concern or issue? What do you expect from counseling? What goals, what do you expect to see, hear, feel? And then the last question is, what would it take for you to feel happier or more at peace? Do you even know that? Do you know that? These are questions, but they're samples. They're samples of questions. When you get to your specific therapist, they're going to have their own unique way of gathering information. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the types of therapists that you will encounter so you can make the best decision for you. Stay tuned. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866 472 
866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Hello, everyone. We're back. We're getting into talking about the process of therapy. And we're at the point of where I get to share with you the different types of therapists. I get asked this question quite often. Uh, What kind of therapist are you? And I get confused by that. However, now I understand when you're looking for a therapist, you see things such as psychologist or counselor, clinician, the word therapist, uh, clinical social workers, um, psychiatrists. They're all in the mental health field. And we use this term interchangeably. However, they're all therapists. Our trainings are different. However, all therapists are trained to evaluate a person's mental health and use therapeutic techniques based on specific training. I will say that again. All therapists, whether they are licensed clinical social workers, whether they are licensed clinical professional counselors or licensed clinical mental health care providers, psychologists. We're all trained and licensed by a particular mental health board and certified to evaluate a person's mental health using clinical interviews, evaluations. We're also trained in specific forms of therapy, like cognitive behavior therapy, motivational interviewing, dialectical behavior therapy, which is DBT, Mindfulness, EMDR. We're all trained to evaluate a person's mental health. There is a difference, though. A psychiatrist. A psychiatrist is a licensed medical doctor specifically for psycho educational and psychology or mental health needs. A psychiatrist is a licensed medical doctor who's completed psychiatric training. So they diagnose mental health conditions. Here's the caveat. A psychiatrist can prescribe and monitor medication. In some districts, in some states, a psychiatrist can also give therapy. It's changing a lot, 
in legislation right now in boards where a psychiatrist can prescribe and monitor monitor medications. However, most often they will work with a therapist who provides those specific treatments or evaluations. So hopefully that gives you a little more clarity. A psychiatrist, a a mental health nurse practitioner, those are the ones who, and even your primary care, they prescribe the medication. For you to sit on the couch and talk to someone about your, your concerns and your issues, that's a therapist. And that therapist has a particular training, a particular license. And they could be a licensed professional counselor, a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor. They're licensed psychologists, licensed social workers, independent social workers, which is a LICSW. I have a really good friend who is that. A licensed clinical social worker. These are all therapists. We're all trained to evaluate the mental health of a person. And we use specific therapies, techniques, coping strategies based on our trainings. Let's recap. We've learned a lot today. We learned that there are five general stages and structures to counseling, to the process of therapy. And that includes building rapport, assessment, intervention, goal setting, and termination. Termination is sometimes difficult for people. However, termination isn't a definite finality. You may go for a particular goal, you finish the goal, and you're living life and you're using all of the skills and strategies that you've learned through therapy. It's okay. You've got what you need. And should life happen? Should life be rude and disrespectful? You can always contact your therapist again if they're available. Or now you have the information. You know how to search for a therapist. You know that you need to look at your insurance and see what your eligibility is, what your benefits are. 
what you're entitled to. You're empowered with the information to know and understand that you are the best thing that ever happened to you. And you need to take care of your mental health. You're going to claim it. You're going to reclaim it. You're going to always take notice and be mindful of you. All of you. Your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior. That mindfulness that we talked about. You have everything you need. Everything you need. If you have a question, feel free to call in, chat with me. I hope this has been informative, educational, and a good resource. This is your therapy doctor, and I am your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Listen in, follow us, join the conversation on social media, your favorite podcast. It's been my absolute pleasure being here with you. Listen in on Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Your Therapy Doctor. We hope we have given you some useful information to make your therapy journey easier. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.